This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. I'd like to give special shout outs to my top tier patrons, David from Portland, Tom from Pancake Analytics, the Snorlaxian, Connor from Rock Pokemon, Mike, Night Knight, Hogan, Big No Face, and Matt from Ferraratron. I also can't forget today's episode was executive produced by Leo. Thank you so much for believing in me and backing the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to support these episodes, become a patron. I have two tiers at $3 and $5 a month. Joining the first tier gives you exclusive access to patron posts and a vintage card from my collection signed by me. The $5 tier gives you access to everything you get in the $3 tier, along with also having access to our Discord community. It gives you the opportunity to talk to other collectors, discuss market performance and news, show off your mail days, and of course, ask questions. Whether you join or not though, I still appreciate you listening. All right, y'all. So this weekend, I was hanging out with my parents and some family friends, and I had a weird, uncomfortable conversation. I'm sure you guys can relate. Partially, it was uncomfortable because I was outed as a Pokemon collector. So you can imagine the eyes of judgment when boomers look at you and ask, why is a grown person spending money on Pokemon cards? So. I mean, obviously, I don't care about their judgment, right? Comes from a place of complete and utter ignorance. (laughs) They literally know nothing, but they sure feel like they do, right? So anyways, I bring that all up because I'm sure y'all can relate because a few of the things that were said in the conversation, I wanted to use today and bring up today because, you know, of course, there was a lot of misconception thrown around, a lot of dumb ideas thrown around like, You know, Pokemon is a bubble, Pokemon won't last, collectibles don't hold their value, Pokemon will do exactly what Beanie Babies did, yada yada yada. Anyways, so today what I wanted to talk about is why Pokemon isn't a bubble and why Pokemon won't crash and burn like Beanie Babies. So let's go. Okay, so no lie, I have been a person who in the past, in the past, has thought Pokemon could be in a bubble because there was a lot of money moving around and things were going for prices that to the normal layperson just didn't make any sense at all. So of course, on a surface level, uh, someone without much interest in the hobby and, you know, on the surface level, people, they see this. They see someone spend a record amount for a particular item and then a few weeks or a few months later, they see a tremendous retrace, right? Now, there are many reasons why something like that could or does happen, but I just wanna remind everyone that a retrace for a particular card, cards from a particular set, or any kind of sealed collectible does not equal a bubble. It just doesn't. Retracing happens, yes, that is just par for the course, but to assume that pricing fluctuations is an indication of a bubble just is not correct. More looking and more research needs to be done there for that assessment to be made, right? So I get it. If you're not in the market day to day and you're not educated on the hobby, it's going to be hard for you to understand why we collect cardboard and why it's worth so much. There's no inherent value in these items other than the material that they're made out of, right? 
but stopping your analysis there to explain why the items are, you know, of value. It, it's just silly, right? Because there's obviously levels. And to me, it's just done in complete bad faith. If that's all you want to understand or, or choose to understand, you're just choosing information that confirms your bias, right? They believe that Pokemon cards are dumb and people who spend more than a dollar on them are dumb. So they've already come to a conclusion that fits their worldview and they aren't willing to see or look for evidence that would disprove of any of their underlying beliefs, right? But, you know, there are some things that we're missing, right? And Jeremy Fidauer uh, just recently on Instagram uh, kind of talked about this exactly, this, this very exact topic. He talked about the value of Pokemon and other collectibles. Their value isn't necessarily in the materials that they're made of, right? 99% of their value is inherently emotional. It's the only thing that can explain why someone would spend tens of thousands of dollars on graded hollows or hundreds of thousands of dollars on vintage sealed product, right? But we can even go a little bit deeper. Why is there so much emotional value that people are willing to spend money the way they do? Why are some able to spend the equivalent of a new vehicle or a down payment on property to get these items, to get these cards? And the concept that explains this very phenomenon is part of the reason why Pokemon is a fundamentally different market compared to Beanie Baby. They're just a complete apples to orange comparison. Like, they don't come close. So let's talk about Pokemon and Beanie Babies and why they're different. Now, what makes these two markets fundamentally different comes down to one word, nostalgia. A lot of us had Pokemon and Beanie Babies as kids, right? But why does Pokemon command so much more nostalgia than Beanie Babies? Pokemon wasn't just a collection of little animal beanbags, right? Pokemon was a manga, it was an anime, it was a video game, it was a collectible cards game, and then it turned into an actual training card game with mechanics and a game, you know, underneath that, right? So for children who grew up on Pokemon, in many ways, Pokemon just took over our childhoods because of all of the different mediums we could experience the brand in. If you didn't have a Game Boy, you could play the game with trading cards. If you were an avid manga reader or anime watcher, you could enjoy a new show after school. You had more than just Dragon Ball Z to watch. Now, no hate on Dragon Ball Z, it was a great show, but you had more options, right? Other than <laughs> Tsunami at 10 o'clock at night. So what did Beanie Babies have? Oh, they had a bean bag animal doll thing. That was it. Beanie Babies were toys. Pokemon is a media franchise. It also happens to be the highest grossing franchise in the world, beating out tremendously popular franchises that are even much older than it, like Star Wars, Harry Potter, Barbie, Marvel, Batman, Disney. I mean, these are behemoths. They played such crucial roles in the shapings of our childhood. And you wanna sit there and tell me 
Pokemon runs the risk of bottoming out like Beanie Baby did. Come on, honey, they didn't even come close. Pokemon is on a completely different level. So next time you are caught up in the situation I was and people want to talk shit about your collecting, this is what you do. You don't waste your breath. Just let your collecting do the talking. Move quiet, do your thing, buy what you want. Then when you out of the blue decide to buy something that's a big purchase, like a property or something really nice, that's when you flex. They'll ask you, oh, you know, how did you afford that? You can just, you know, really casually say, oh, <laughs> I just uh, sold some Pokemon cards, nothing big. All right. So obviously that was a little bit of a joke, but I kind of mean it. Um, best believe that's my plan to crush them. So in a few years from now, when that happens, remember this video, remember you heard it first, I'll make sure to take video reactions. So, but anyways, everyone, thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope you enjoyed the video. If you want to see more content like this, please like and subscribe. And if there's something that you want me to cover next, just let me know. So, but before we go, I do want to get a discussion going. Do you agree with my reasoning behind why Pokemon won't fail like Beanie Babies? Uh, what did I miss? And just in general, what do you think? Do you just agree or disagree? So thank you so much and peace out.